There we go. So hello, everyone listening back to the podcast. So today we have Hattie on and basically myself and Hattie went to school together. It must have been, what, about 15 years ago? Yeah, I think. a long time. Come, coming up to that. And basically, I want to kind of get her on to share her journey with us and what she's achieved over the last sort of two, three, four years. Um, I'm not going to go into any, any detail at all. I'm going to get Hattie to kind of take over. We're going to run through introduction, who she is, what she does. Um, and then we're going to bring on to kind of what she was struggling with before her, her wins, her struggles, and then kind of where she is right now. And then at the end, I'm going to go through any questions that I think will be relevant and that can inspire anyone else listening back. So what we're going to do, Hattie, is this is going to be available on obviously a podcast and um, Zoom as well. So I'm going to get the links out, get them sent over to you when we're finished over the next couple of days. Um, and then you can obviously share them as well. So what I want to do, I want you to introduce yourself. I'm going to take down some notes, um, everything and anything that you want to tell me and that you think may be interesting for others. Um, hello, I'm Hattie. Um, I am 29, living worthy, um, and I am I run a room in a nursery uh, for 18 to 24 months old. Um, and yeah, I've recently lost um, 11 and a half stone in the last 19 months. Um, that's me. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, eleven and a half stone. Okay. That's that's. I mean, that's amazing. And I mean, everyone listening back to that is going to be kind of amazed by that. What kind of um, what was the kind of first thing that made you want to make that change? Um, I mean, I've struggled with my weight all my life. I've been overweight since I was a young child. Um, you know, like even in pictures of me in you know, preschool, that kind of thing, I've always been overweight. Um, and yeah, there were just quite a few things that kind of led up to the to the to me getting to the point where I wanted to lose weight. Um, I just kind of had had enough. I've been through a lot of bullying in my life. Um, and that kind of really impacted my self-esteem and confidence and it was very low um and I recently uh, I lost a friend who passed away in a tragic accident she was the same age as me um at the time so about about 26 um just kind of put things in perspective really that you know life's too short and she had this life she was really brave she'd go out and travel and do all these amazing things and I kind of was very scared to live my own life really and I just felt like it's a waste um and I also was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome which is a syndrome um which affects the way that your body releases um an egg each month and it can then cause issues with con uh, conception um so it's just kind of I thought you know it's, it's not a condition that's that's caused by obesity but it's a lot more common in obese women and it was just something where I thought you know it's something that I would like in the future and I thought now's the time that I really need to kind of start thinking about my future and trying to give myself the best chances really so they were kind of like the main things that really really kicked it off for me for wanting to start the journey. I mean that's I mean there's, there's a lot there as well so obviously since going back to overweight as a child and you said you were bullied kind of is, was that throughout the whole of school was that kind of um first school yeah. middle school or kind of how, how long was that for all throughout my life at different times um through middle school and first school um as I got into high school it got slightly worse and actually when I left school is when it got the worst when I kind of hit 18 and I started going out clubbing and oh we've lost you oh, am I back 
Oh, we're back. We're back. We lost you. So you got to club in and then you cut out. Oh, um, yeah. So when yeah, when you start clubbing, that kind of thing, there's big groups of people around, drink involved, um, is when it kind of got quite bad. Um, I've had death threats. I've had pushing, shoving, hair pulled. I've been spat at. Um, and it's not just those kind of situations. I'd have it if I was just walking down a road. I've had people slow down in a car and just kind of drive by, like slowly alongside me or in a shop you know people say things like either directly to you or laugh and stuff as you walk past those kind of things so just had kind of bullying in all in all aspects of my life in in all different age groups really so that's really kind of upsetting to hear that like all that's kind of happened I mean um has it has it got better now that that you've you've lost all this weight yeah I mean obviously Covid hasn't um hasn't given me the opportunity to kind of see how I would cope with with situations that I would have before you know even when you go out now see everything's table service and it's not that kind of thing where everyone's you know integrated as much as they used to be um but no it's definitely got a lot better there's things like like I said where things have happened to me I wouldn't even go I wouldn't walk down a road by myself um it would make me really anxious and so now like I can go for a walk and I'll go wherever um I mean there's been a field time where like if someone's like driven past and shouted something it may not have even been at me and that kind of triggers you know makes me panic a bit yeah Um, from doing it um so yeah so it's really kind of from that side of things I guess how people perceive me is a lot better because obviously my size has shrunk quite considerably yeah Um, but obviously how I feel about myself and my self-image is still something that I'm very much working on um yeah so 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 with that like so obviously when now that you've lost the weight I mean do you like your your self-confidence as well and, and your mindset of well actually fuck what anyone else thinks like I'm happy with how I am now or is there still work for you to do there's definitely work still to to be done. It's the confidence side of things and how I feel towards myself is something that is still very much ongoing as much as I kind of feel like I've really, not like I would never say I've like mastered like, you know, the, the physical side of things because it's always going to be an ongoing battle for me. Um, but yeah, how I feel about myself and my confidence is still ongoing. Like I know that I look different and I look in the mirror and I'll be like, oh, like, I look quite skinny there or I see a picture. Um, but it's more like if there's not a picture or a mirror around is when like I'm just walking around and in my head, I just feel like, like my circumference and my size is still as big as it was before. Um, and yeah, just everything in my life has always been related back to my weight. So even now, if anything bad happens, I'm like, it's because of me and it's because of my size and I'm not small enough, if you know what I mean. So that, that, those kind of things are definitely something that they don't change overnight, that's for sure. Okay. So what, what I want to do, actually, is to come on to kind of um, triggers and stuff in a little bit. But I think yeah. um, everything that we've got onto on intro is there anything else that you want to tell anyone about before we go into kind of like before and afters um I don't think so I'm sure it'll it'll come out when it come out. <laughs> right, okay get ready to start waffling okay so before <laughs> so you're at your heaviest where where were you uh, um, weight wise I was at 24 stone nine pounds was my heaviest weight okay and what is your current weight now uh 13 stone three no, 13 stone two. Sorry. Oh, you're making me change it. There we go. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Okay, that's perfect. And then, no, yeah, well, that, that's even better. And have you got kind of like a like a goal weight that you want to get to where you're kind of happy where you are and you just want to kind of drop, change shape or is that just yeah. an ongoing um, and just see how it goes? To be honest, like I, I didn't really have any goals when I first started. Um, I kind of 
I don't think I get very far to be honest I'm with a, an NHS service um, and the service that I'm with is for tier three and tier four patients which they have a BMI of 40 plus yeah and um, so I could have been referred for bariatric surgery so I thought right I'll give it one more try by myself and see how I get on and I thought I'm not going to be very successful I'm probably going to aim to have the surgery um, so yeah so just kind of taking it stone by stone and then I really wanted to when I was kind of getting to, you know, seven, eight, nine stone, I was like, I'd really love to hit 10. And then when I hit 10 stone three is when I moved from being in the obese category down into the overweight category, which I'm still in classes over it now. And um, so they were like my really big goals. And now I've kind of even surpassed that. So I'm kind of still just winging it really. And it's just, if I, if I keep, um, I'm still kind of trying to lose weight, um, kind of let myself have a little bit more social life, I guess, than I have been um so yeah, yeah it's just kind of winging it I still feel like it's all it's all a bit too good to be true <laughs> winging it winging it sometimes the best way and and I mean yeah. there's there's so so many people that kind of I've come across and they've said I'm overweight I'm going to have surgery um obviously for for various different reasons but what was what was the reason that you chose not to have the surgery was it you thought right I'm going to try one more time was that going to be the route that you were going to go down or always in your mind was it right I'm going to do this myself um, when I first kind of got diagnosed with polycystic ovaries, I was like, that's it. I've got to do something about my weight. And I really panicked and I was like, right, I'm going to get it on finance. I'll find a way to afford it. Like, I just, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it. And then I spoke to my parents about it and they were like, look, is there any way, you know, it's so much money, is there any way you can get it through the NHS? And I thought, well, I don't know. So then when I looked into it and then it was in the November time that I first saw them and you have to go to like a seminar about the surgery and that wasn't until the February so I thought right I'll give it my best go until the February and see kind of where I'm at at that point and then by that point I lost three or four stone so I was already kind of swaying towards right I've, I've achieved more at this point than I ever have done before losing weight I never lost that amount of weight before so I was like I think I'm gonna I'm, I don't think I'm kind of swaying towards surgery anyway and then when I went to the seminar to be honest it absolutely put the fear of God into me um I think you know sometimes you just focus so much on life after the surgery which obviously is a life all of the surgeries are life-changing operations um but you kind of forget that actually these surgeries are really major operations and they're really dangerous and come with a lot of complications and at the time I was 27 and I thought god you know I'm I'm kind of considering this surgery that's actually could potentially you know for all I know could potentially take my life um obviously you know the, the statistics or whatever are relatively low but there's still always that chance um and just yeah and then I just kind of thought I don't I didn't want to live my life for the rest of my life in such a restrictive way you know you don't know how your body's going to react to the surgery after you've had it you could have things like dumping syndrome where your um your intestines like you know they can't um, cope with sugar and things like that so that you just have severe sickness and diarrhea and sometimes it can cause fainting and you don't know and, and the surgeon doesn't know nobody knows until you've had that surgery how your body will react um, and it's just like anything really I think people have very mis have a real misconception about weight loss surgery they think it's just a magic fix and it will solve all your problems but it doesn't you know your weight will naturally plateau at some point and it will be at a heavier weight probably than if you were to lose weight naturally um, and also that just like anything, you know, you have to maintain a healthy diet and exercise, you know, it's is, it is a tool to support you in the weight loss. And yes, obviously it has great results, but if you stop using those general healthy lifestyle habits that you would in losing weight naturally, you're going to put the weight back on. Um, you know, you can, you can stretch your stomach back. I, you know, 
with if you want to blend up a big mac and drink it if you really want to get your fix like people do it you know and I thought I don't want to be that person that I wouldn't say my issues with obviously I had severe like I did have bad issues with food but I don't think my my uh, I don't think I'd ever want to drink a big mac but you know it's big mac, yeah. yeah and and, um, and even with that um yeah, pe- people, um, what, what I found when I've spoken to people about this before, and I've, I've trained a couple of people that have been through this, if they're not willing to change their habits, they're, they're never, like, if, if they've always done what they've always done, the result is still going to be the same. So whether, yeah. whatever happens with their stomach, if they're not willing to change the, their, their habits and their food, they're going to end up in that same position anyway. So something needs to change outside of that quick yeah, fix. Whatever, whatever way you choose that, it's, it's a mental battle. It's, you know, you're, that is that is the biggest battle in it all and you, that will be there whether you have surgery or you don't and I felt like to really deal with my issues I had to do it I felt like for me as I started to do it naturally I thought this is the right way to do it for me personally because I feel like I'm kind of facing my issues head on and I'm dealing with it rather than getting something physically done to me to be able to prevent that and that's me not I'm not judging people that have had weight loss surgery because actually it's really really difficult and there are a lot of whichever way you lose weight is really difficult and um it's very hard when you've had weight loss surgery as well so I wouldn't ever judge anyone for having it It just for me it was the right thing to do to not have it no yeah no spot on and um I was just trying to think a way to to put this like where someone goes for that obviously that quick fix the the weight loss isn't obviously the quick fix but then what you've got to think a lot of people is for them to get to that certain weight in the first place it's taken them maybe five ten plus years and then where people are wanting to get that quick fix they expect that weight to come off that well much quicker than what they've put it on and it, and it's about getting people are you lost have you gone you had your eyes shut then for ages I'm you're still there are oh, you still there no you just froze um, did you get that yeah you know no definitely yeah. it is um yeah people you know they do want an instant fix and I have you know very much wanted that all my life um well, not that I ever really put in that much hard work, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, you you do want that to happen overnight. Am I, I'm still here. I'm getting panicked. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're still there. No, no, you're right. You're right. Um, it's just it freezes every yeah. now and then. That's right. And, um, yeah, you, you know, you do have to get yourself into that mindset that actually, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You've got to have patience. You've got to have patience to lose the weight, patience, you know, for people for you to notice it in yourself, patience for other people to start noticing it. And it does come in time, but you just have to get yourself in that right mindset. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. There are going to be weeks where it's just like you're banging your head against a brick wall and nothing, you just feel like you're treading water and nothing's changing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you do lose some weight or, you know, the inches change or the, you know, your jeans get loose or whatever it is. And then you start to see it. So yeah, you've got to be in it for the, for the long haul. It's not, it's not a quick fix. That's for sure. Yeah, and a good analogy, I think I, I used this in a post the other week, it was kind of when you go to the slot machine, you keep putting your, your two peas into the slot machine and they just sit there in the bottom and nothing happens. And then all of a sudden you start to see all these different results. So like you, like you said, your, your measurement's going down, your clothes fitting better, your, your weight's dropping. And it may take a while for that to all happen. And then all of a sudden it just starts, you're seeing results sort of like daily. Um, and and, and that's, that's brilliant. I mean, with the before... I want to look at kind of what your exercise was like kind of then and what it is now and then kind of all of that. So exercise before, so when you were I mean, your heaviest, what yeah. was your exercise regime like or was there not one or how did that work? There was not one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From the bed to the fridge to back. <laughs> okay. 
bed. No, there wasn't, you know, there, was, there wasn't one. Um, there we go. I would do, you know, if I could do anything sat down or be horizontal, I'll make sure that I could do it in that way. Um, yeah, I didn't have an exercise regime at all. It didn't interest me in the slightest. Was that down to just not in, not enjoying exercise in general? Was it just, was it laziness or was it, what, what do you think it was down to? Um, I think, I mean, yeah, it's, it's obviously always started from laziness, but I think obviously then as you get bigger, it gets harder. And then each time then it's harder, then you can't be bothered and then you do less and then you get bigger and then it gets harder. So it's just like a, a cycle, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I've just, I've never enjoyed it, you know, at school, if I, I bunked most of my PE lessons. I've got three out of four swimming certificates at middle school without going just the for any of the teachers listening to this where did you use the bunk and go to <laughs> used to go to the toilets or um yeah just where i just wouldn't turn up <laughs> if uh what's his name if mr morris is listening that's where she went yeah it was a bit um miss field i don't know miss field yeah uh miss stevenson yeah i don't know she yeah. must she must not be there anymore but yeah um yeah sorry guys just wasn't for me <laughs> um okay anything else uh oh let, let's maybe look at the, the eating as well so before was it just kind of eat whatever you wanted was it did you was it takeaways was it anything prepared yourself how, how, how did your food and kind of protocol work with with that previously yeah I mean I just just ate whatever I wanted really I just didn't ever give it any kind of thought you know I wouldn't think about what I was eating what was in it what the calories were nothing like that I would not you know I would not have lost a wink of sleep over it um I always take like healthy food as well I'd always I've always grown up you know having like home-cooked meals and like salad and vegetables and you know all that kind of stuff but I just ate so much shit with it really um and then yeah you know obviously you'd have takeaways and things as well but I think it's just more snacking and things like that really I just have whatever I wanted um when I wanted it okay cool that's a lot before um is there anything else you want to add into any any kind of um routines or anything like that that you had that you were doing previously before you made made this jump um, yeah I think uh, the only thing I would say is like comfort eating is that something that I've been like yeah. a huge comfort eater my whole life um and let's so add this in god he's got a lot of minute what's the word I have to make yeah. a new slide <laughs> I'm not prepared for this you're gonna get cramped it's like doing an essay the, um, right, the, oh, this is most of Britain since school right there we go uh um, comfort and cool yeah. yeah okay is it any, anything else um what about so, like, your sleep what was your sleep and stuff like that before was oh, was your yeah. sleep affected by it yeah big time um I did have a I had a referral for sleep apnea um yeah. I was gonna go to sleep clinic and then uh COVID hit and my appointment kept getting cancelled um so yeah, but my I definitely there's definitely I definitely had it. I'm pretty pretty certain. Um, so yeah, now my sleep quality is so much better. And I was pre-diabetic as well, so I was always getting up, go for a wee, um, in the night. Um, so yeah. Okay. So yeah. going back to so anyone that's not sure what kind of sleep apnea is, just tell us kind of what that in involves. Um. Well, a sleep apnea is where you um have got like blockage to your airways a lot of the time it's very common in obese people because obviously you've got like a double triple quadruple chin like I did um but um it, to be fair it can just be sometimes it's not based on weight it could be like smoking or drinking or things like that and yeah. basically your airways I think are obstructed and so you like snore quite badly but and you I think you get like a lack of oxygen and you actually stop breathing throughout the like as you're asleep so you're never yeah. in a deep sleep because you're constantly kind of 
gasping for air um and when it gets really bad you have to have like a CPAP machine which is basically just like yeah like gas and air just bre- like, yeah breathing um, mask yeah. yeah like yeah um throughout the night um yeah don't don't quote me on that because I'm not no no that that's that's yeah so um so an example of someone was reading about recently so Eddie Hall the world's strongest man he has it he he wears a mask to sleep so yeah it's, it's basically what, what you said so basically you your body stops breathing so it basically makes sure that you don't stop breathing simply so I mean there's there's all these kind of things adding up to what the route could have gone down so now I want to go down to right well we've looked at where you were before and I want to look at where you are now so we'll look at your food we'll look at obviously your sleep um what else have we talked about so yeah your eating habits your exercise and then we'll run through that and then compare kind of the two if that's cool mm-hmm. so what we'll start with should we start with uh let's go with exercise first um yeah so I have a personal trainer um but I only see her for one hour a week um because yeah. I always think like as well you know if you sell you've got personal trainer everyone's like, oh that's it right she's been you know at boot camp for the last six months and that's how it have you know which it hasn't been the case I see her for one hour a week um I've just mainly done it with walking to be honest um I've had a really I've really struggled with my relationship with exercise um okay. because it's just not something it's, it's just it just wasn't me it just wasn't and it was part of my personality to be like lazy you know we'd be like oh I'll be out with the girls we, you know I don't know we're going off to Brighton for the day and you know you're like oh god I need to catch the train and I'll they'd be all like running and I'll be like I'll meet you there I'll, meet, I'll get the next one yeah, like it just wouldn't. I'll be like, I'm not breaking a sweat over it. Like, it doesn't bother me. I'll just get the next <laughs> one, and I, it, it'd be like part of my personality. Like, once I actually got a taxi up a hill, I mean, my, my sandal did break in fairness, but I was I'm going like, to write no. this down taxi up a hill. <laughs> um, yeah, because I just couldn't be bothered. Um, and I just fully embraced it. And I was just like, you know, just have a laugh about it. And I'd be this like, this I'd is like, me, oh. yeah. Yeah, um, so I really struggled. So then, when I kind of then started doing exercise, and particularly like with my PT when we started running, I've really like that. I found it very difficult. Um, I got really emotional and cried. And we used to we used to go running like in a cemetery, so that it, it was really quiet and there would I'd be like so embarrassed. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how I've done it. I was swimming a lot actually, to be fair, before the first lockdown, but I haven't been back since since the first lockdown because like because it's all lane swimming and I'm just not a very fast swimmer I mean I'll probably be a lot faster now because I've lost quite a bit of weight but I just don't like the pressure of feeling like someone's like you know hurry up yeah yeah and I've got like probably 80 year old Edna who's like bombing it down yeah Yeah. and I'm like oh my god like drowning in the deep end because I get panicked um so I do actually really want to go back but um yeah so it's 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 been walking I think is really really kind of done it I do like 10k walks um which obviously I've built up over time so but I do a lot of walking so yeah let's just get this in here so with the um walking what's your kind of kind of do you have like a step goal or, or is it just kind of like I'll go out and just walk for as long as possible how, how do you kind of get around that um yeah I just kind of I don't, I don't really <laughs> I'm not very goal driven if I'm honest this is coming no no it's just it's just interesting um, to see yeah no, I don't. I just kind of, I'm just like anything that I'm doing is more than what I was doing before. So I just get off, get up off my bum. And some days, you know, you don't do as much as others, but actually that's better than sitting, you know, even if I go out for 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, well, that's, that's something. And it's better than sitting on my bum for 10, 15 minutes. At least I've tried. Um, and obviously as I was big, when I was bigger, 
it was that was so tiring to do anything because obviously you know my fitness obviously you know just carrying around all that extra weight it's tiring um so yeah it's just about kind of getting yourself in the mindset that you know doesn't always have to be too oh no we're back you're back we're back you're back you're back yeah it doesn't always have to be like i'm back it doesn't have to be like this big you know workout you know you can just just fit it in and sometimes some days it doesn't work you know you have you've got you have to fit this lifestyle around your lifestyle and sometimes work kids whatever it is gets in the way so you just have to think well even if I get 15 minutes across yeah so yeah I've written so I've written down something's better than nothing and this goes for kind of probably 50% of the people that I speak to most people don't like exercise so whatever you can find, like you said, you found the swimming, the running and the walking, that's, that works for you. So a lot of people that I speak to, they don't like the gym. Mm. So I'd say to them, well, don't go then. Go do something that you enjoy, like whether it like team sports or whether you badminton, football, swimming, like cycling, there will be something that someone will find that they do enjoy to get those results. And like, obviously you found that. Have you, have you tried like... Um, like weight training or anything like that or is that just not interest you at all no I mean I do like weights and stuff in my PT and she's always mm-hmm. like you need to start doing it in the week if you uh if you want to see any massive improvements and I'm like yeah yeah and I'm like oh, still, I still haven't done it so I really need to do it um but yeah I think yeah weight training obviously I do need to do it for like toning and stuff like that um, uh-huh. very much um but yeah I think you know I think like exercise is very daunting if you're not someone who's into it like some people are just really into it you know like I always remember you from school like you're always into PE and that and you're just that kind of person and I just like that's just who you are and you know if you're not that kind of person like that wasn't me like it's very it's very overwhelming and especially to go to walk into like a gym or into a gym class and you know when you've got all these like you know fitness fanatics that are up there every week that you know absolutely love it and they're up the front row and you're just in their sweatpants yeah yeah and you're at the back like doing all the steps wrong you don't know what's going on that would be me probably tread on someone's toes but I'm not going back um so yeah I think it's just sometimes I always say like it's just moving your body like it doesn't have to be exercise like and I always say this I know (laughs) I always say, but I just I love going around supermarkets, do a supermarket sweep, and just uh, you know just like having a look round. And so I just will, especially if the weather's bad, and I'll go do like five six supermarkets on the trot. And I know it's really silly, but then I get my steps up, and then by the end of the day, I've then like sometimes nearly done like twenty thousand steps. And I'm like, it's not exercise, but actually I've got my steps up and I'm burning calories, so it doesn't really matter. And I don't know whatever it is, if you're like I don't know gardening or whatever, it's still moving your body. Like it's, so it's moving, yeah. Body. So yeah. So the, so the question do. is, if you're going to five or six supermarkets, what do you buy at each one? Yeah. See, this is the thing. It's not if you <laughs> if you can't get into temptation, then I'd find somewhere else, maybe a garden centre or something. Um, but yeah, no, I don't really tend to buy that much food unless it's like healthy food that I need. It's more like you know, I just sit around the clothes or the home section, or or a lot of the time I buy food for other people. To be fair, and I drop it around their house so that they can try new things, and I just don't eat. Oh, that's kind of you. I know I'm a good person to have as a friend I'm always doing doorstep deliveries so going on to food then um so before let's have a look back so you were having home-cooked meals but you're also eating shit takeaways and snacking and comfort food was like a big thing for you so the, the comfort food thing was that down to 
the bullying and like how you felt at the time or was it kind of you would um get home from work or you or you'd finish college or whatever and just think right I've had a shit day I'm just gonna eat this what what was the kind of main sort of triggers for that um I think it was definitely the bullying I mean I've just grown up in a family where you know we all have our grub we all eat you know big portions like so I've kind of grown up in that culture anyway um but and like you know food is just a way of like you know you show your like affection to someone you know if you're if they're down like you just like make well, it's a social thing isn't it like, yeah um but yeah I'd say it's definitely the bullying and then obviously I get bullying for my weight and then I feel really down so then I'd eat and then I get bigger and the bullying would get worse obviously that was a cycle but and then when I say I comfort eat I'd very much comfort like when I was sad it's just like the only way that I kind of would deal with my emotions and even when I was for a, for a long time I was doing it and I'd be like this isn't making me feel any better but I'd still do it because it was kind of like the only way I knew how to kind of deal with my emotions um but when I kind of use it for anything really like if I was pissed off I'd eat if I was sad I'd eat if I was something good happened I'd be like oh I'll have something to eat or oh, like, yeah. Any, yeah any possible situation I'd be like let's just have something to eat basically so I was a comfort eater but at the same time just any excuse I'd be be on it but then it's a quick, it's um, like a quick gratification, isn't it? So like, if you have a bad day and think, right, well, I have a tub of Ben and Jerry's, I'll feel good for five minutes. But then you don't think, oh, I'm going to have that, and then oh, actually, I'm going to feel even worse afterwards. It's and it's just quite a quite a common thing as well. And what I mean, are you, is this something that you still sort of struggle with now, or is that kind of back in the past, or is that sort of come up every now and then? Would you say? Um, I'd say it comes up every now and then. I'd say for the most part. I haven't had it I, I wouldn't say that I, I struggle to let go now like sometimes I'm like it's okay just to eat something just for the sake of it like if you just fancy it um and I'm starting to get to a stage where sometimes I will let myself have something but I'm just I think when you you're in a weight loss journey and then when you you start seeing results and you're working so hard then your mindset changes and you think oh I could have that but then actually like that could wipe out this exercise I've done which actually was a really big deal for me to do because I really found it difficult and so then I was like well why should why would I eat that when actually that's going to wipe out that hard work and it kind of like your mindset changes and then when you're working so hard you're like I don't I don't need it and then you just start to think about things differently and you think you know am I hungry do I am I actually you know am I going to faint from sheer starvation if I don't eat this donut and you're like well no like you're fine love you've had a salad you've had this you've had that like you're fine um and so it's just about yeah your mindset is just change as to how your kind of relationship with food is but it's it's I'd never ever be arrogant enough to be like oh yeah no I'm fine now like, I never comfort eat like because I think it will definitely be something that I will battle with all my life it's and it's it's I'm always just very conscious of it that it's so easy just to slip back into bad habits and as I said I've been so strict with myself because like some people find it's easy you know just to have a little bit so they feel like they're not being deprived whereas I was just like no like because if I have a little bit then I'll be like oh I've just had that little bit and I, that's just how I've ended up in the state that I was because I just can't say no and I can't stop so I was like no I'm not having anything at all and so it took me a long long time well probably like well over a year where I'd actually kind of be like oh I can have one bit or something because actually and learning to be like that's enough I can just have a bit and stop um yeah sorry really no, no, that's cool no it's really interesting because some people have like their that all or nothing mentality whereas by the sounds of it that that's what kind of what your old sort of identity was and and now it's obviously changing over to this one where you understand what food does it's there for fuel and if you want to have something you can enjoy it 
and know know when to stop kind of thing. Would that would that be right? Yeah, I definitely say yeah. yeah. It's still something that I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, come on, Hattie, like let the let the reins go a bit, girl. But um, yeah, it's definitely something where yeah you're just thinking about what what am I actually eating whereas I've never thinking about that before and that's I think as well with like diet culture it doesn't teach you to think about what you're eating like you know if you have Weight Watchers and you have a point allowance I'd be like right I don't know I've got 20 points I'm gonna absolutely rinse this and use it and abuse it and I'm not even thinking about if I'm hungry or what I'm what I'm actually gonna what is gonna be the most beneficial thing for my body and to for my hunger to eat within those 20 points I'll just be like right I've got 20 points and I'm just gonna eat what I can within it even if it's still shit because they said I could have 20 points and then I'm going to eat all the free food that I can on top of it as well it doesn't really teach you to think about what you're eating or why you're eating it um and so yeah I just think for the first time that's what's really changing my mindset is actually thinking about what am I eating and why am I eating it rather than just shoveling it in even on a diet what can I shovel in to to what to wherever they tell me to stop That's that's one way of doing it, yeah. Um, so with 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 that then, um, let's look at kind of what what does it eating day look like for you right now? Is it kind of I mean, talk talk me through. Are you do you track calories? Do you do like fasting? Do you how, how does that work for, for you? What what's your um, kind of main? I literally just eat three healthy meals a day, and that that is genuinely how I've done it. Um, to begin with, I'd have like a few more snacks. I do have a morning snack actually. Um, I'd have like more snacks than I do now because obviously I was hungrier and it took a while for my stomach to shrink and stuff. Um, and I'm quite boring. I'm quite routine based. Like I have porridge in the morning, and I always have the sachets of it, so it's portion controlled. Um, and then, but. I'm not like really like strict to things like I'll have semi-skim milk if for some you know that we've run out and there's only there's only full fat I'll have a slap a bit full fat in there um and then for lunch I have like homemade soup um and again that's something like the quantity of it I used to have three ladlefuls now I have two so I've reduced that over time and I have wholemeal bread like a size wholemeal bread I have proper butter on it still um and then I have like a bag of crisps normally like what's it um, and then I have a Greek yogurt with some honey in um, and I always go for like the full fat versions of things whereas pre-diabetic at the start so I went for like high fat low sugar I know I'm putting mm-hmm. honey in it it's kind of kind of contradicts it but I've got yeah. to um, so yeah so I'd have like you know have a, a higher fat content rather than so that there's less sugar and things like that and um, so that's what I have for breakfast and lunch pretty much most days um, and then for instance like my soup that I have it's like a Thai soup that I absolutely love and it's more like calorie dense than like something that would be like you know like a vegetable broth or whatever um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got like peanut butter in it and coke, like, like coconut milk and stuff so it's more calorie dense but actually I really enjoy it and so it kind of sustains me and I don't feel like deprived because it's something that I really enjoy to eat so sometimes as well it's about thinking well yes this might be a bit more calorie dense or whatever than something else but actually it's going to sustain me and so overall, across the day, I'm actually going to eat less because if I just ate plain, boring vegetable soup, let's be honest, by the time it gets to like seven, eight o'clock at night, I'm going to be like, I'm absolutely raft. You're going to want to eat everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you have to think about, well, actually, yes, I'm eating a few more calories, but it's in a better way. So it's actually going to sustain me for longer throughout the day. And then dinners, I just eat whatever, really. Spag bowl, uh, I don't know, jacket potato omelette, curry. Just a normal dinner. Yeah, just everyday dinners. Um, they're all like cooked from scratch and stuff because um, obviously there's so much shit in all the pre-made stuff but obviously some some days 
you're busy, whatever, you've had a long day, you have to have a quick dinner, like it happens. But um, yeah, and that's kind of how I've done it really. I just haven't haven't calorie counted. I couldn't tell you what's in any of the calorie of all of that. I don't know. Um, it hasn't been, I don't fast, I don't anything. It's literally just been three healthy meals a day. Simple. Oh, and I have an apple in the morning, tell a lie. There we go. So that's that's really simple. So a lot of people kind of struggle with, oh, should I do this diet or that diet? And the amount of people that message me saying, oh, what's the best diet for me? It's such a vague question because we don't know anything about kind of their, their background and how you've described what you do. It's just very, very simple. It's easy to stick to. It's three meals a day plus a couple of snacks. Um, and how, how long have you been kind of on this kind of regime for just uh, keeping it simple? Um, has this yeah, been since the start or is that kind of did it take you a while to kind of transition into that from like other diets and things like that yeah I, I think to start with I just kind of like it just be I know it's really silly but I mean I go to you know I go to the shop on my lunch and I just buy so much shit like I buy like a meal deal and then I buy like you know a couple of big sharing like bags of crisps or some donuts or whatever um <clears throat> so I just kind of went to like right let's stick on a meal deal but let's get like a wrap and let's get like you know some, like a lower fat crisp option and let's not get full fat coke let's get you know water or whatever and I just kind of stuck on that to begin with just to kind of get myself um I didn't want to kind of shock it was a, you know obviously a bit of a shock to the system so I kind of did that for a couple of weeks um and then yeah I kind of just went on to went onto the soup really I don't, I don't even really know how I just kind of stumbled upon it and it just it just really worked for me um yeah so and then and then after that then when I kind of then started to introduce the exercise once I got into a routine with my food um yeah and it's yeah like like I said that if, if it's not broken don't try and fix it so mm. I mean you've done that and, it, and it's worked so that's I think that's spot on with with like dinner and stuff, do you still get kind of, are you the kind of person that gets bored in the evening and kind of thinks, oh, should I have something to eat? Or is that kind of the old Hattie or is that kind of still still there as well? Yeah, I don't, I don't eat in the evenings, but yeah, that was very much my time when I would like eat and I'd be like, right, you know, even on my lunch break, I'd buy like loads of food for lunch and then I'd be like, all right, what can I buy as well ready for later? What can I have, what can I have for the afternoon? Yeah, yeah, not for afternoon, like, I'd, well, probably maybe for something for afternoon as well. But then like something for um something for yeah, I just sit in bed and eat shit and just yeah, that's what I pretty much do every evening. Um, just get into bed and just have loads of crap and just eat it all basically. That was be my evening plans. Um yeah, so I think it's very it's very daunting that like, there's just so many different diets, you know, and they're so contradictory of one another and they're so like you know some diets are absolutely scathing of others aren't they like I don't know like slimming world like people some people are very opinionated in slimming world or like here's a keto is that how you say it keto? so you've got yeah so you've got I think the one I hate the most is the Herbalife so we won't talk about that I don't know if you've done that I have done that at one point it was I didn't lose any weight oh well there we go I did um, <laughs> I, I did it for about two weeks but then but then they, like the, the best diet any, any anything that someone comes to me and says right what's the best diet for me it's going to be the one that you can stick to forever. Yeah. So if someone says, right, I'm going to try this, can you do that a year from now? If they say no, then it, then it's not going to be the right thing for them. So what you found, it looks like it's sustainable and you can do it forever. Mm. Um, obviously, you might want to change your, your soup flavour eventually or swap yeah, it around I mean, and, I, and like I mix have, things up have, a little bit. 
yeah like I, I have had all different flavors but um yeah it's just one that I just kind of I really like and it's not a set recipe so it always ends up tasting a bit different but um yeah if it is very much a case of just you know finding what works for you and I think it's a case of you know if you you know if you're listening to this or whoever or you listen to whatever on the internet you know that really worked for them but just because it worked for them doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you so you have to take elements of what people are saying and then re relay it back to your life and be like well actually how is this going to work with my routine or and just think about your own taste buds and what you actually like to eat because a lot of the time diets will tell you you know eat this and this and you're thinking oh I can't fucking stand that it turns my stomach and then like I did that with Atkins and we had to have chocolate um, chocolate I wish cottage cheese and um and I it literally turns my stomach and even now I'm like and I honestly I lasted about half a day on that diet and I was like oh, God, I can't do it because yeah, like, I'm thing, eating yeah. cheese because I don't like it but my this diet's telling me that I'm going I should but I'm never going to last on something like that because I'm trying to eat food that I cannot stand so I think it's just about you know and I think people have this misconception that if you on a diet on a diet you can't eat food that you like and actually it's like but you can but it's just about thinking about what healthy foods do you like or what flavors at least do you like and how can you incorporate that into your lifestyle in a healthy way so and that's when you when you can do that then you're not in a state of feeling like you're constantly deprived all the time because your taste buds are happy yes you might not be eating the quantity that you'd like or maybe in the in the way that it was always cooked before but actually your taste buds are like oh I really like this so you don't always feel like you're deprived and I think that is the key is not feeling in a state of deprivation and that's what will help you last on it for the long term and also just not feeling hungry you know some days you need you might need to eat a bit more than others because you're hungrier and whatever you've had a bad night's sleep you know for women you're in a cycle whatever it is and actually that's okay and I think then when you don't calorie count or you're not following like a specific diet it then kind of gives you that bit more flexibility that some days you can be like I am going to eat a little bit more than others or I am going to have a few more calories here in this meal than I would normally but that's just because what my body needs today and so then I wasn't beating myself up about it thinking oh you know if I was on weight which would be on uh you know blowing my points allowance today or whatever whereas I've never had to think about that so I haven't ever beat myself up so then it's kind of it's and anything even if I'd eaten a few more that day I mean it's a hell of a lot bloody less than what I was eating before so yes it might have been a bit more than yesterday but actually it was like you know a third well I don't know three thirds probably less of what I was what I was having before so um yeah so just about thinking about anything that you do any change that you make that is different from before is still an improvement and it's something to be proud of and it's all heading in the right direction and sometimes it is overwhelming and if you just want to do little changes over time until you find you know once you've got set of one change you then look to change something else so I think sometimes people try to go cold turkey as well especially with like the quantity of what they eat they just want to like right and you just put it down too low and actually then people are absolutely bloody ravenous and then they're absolutely bloody miserable and then you just you know you just binge because you're like I'm kind of you know I'm so starving so you've got to kind of let your body adjust to things as well sometimes I think. Yeah and I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said about people the misconception of um, people thinking oh like you can't can't enjoy this diet pretty much around the area so like a lot of people that I've spoken to in the past they go and say oh yeah I'm, I'm just eating salads but how long are you going to realistically do that for or i'm just doing like like you said atkins or keto they're telling you what you're going to eat so food is a social thing mm. so food like brings people together for like social occasions and going out for dinner and family and that kind of thing if you're going out for dinner with your family and then you're saying well i'm i've got to have a atkins shake or whatever 
like that completely ruins it straight away. Like what you said, if you overeat one day, this is what I teach my clients. If you're going to go out for dinner and you know what you're going to be doing, how can you combat that the day before or the day after so that you allow to go out and enjoy yourself and have a few beers, have, have that extra dessert, that kind of thing, and just putting the balance in it. So we look at it as kind of, um, think of it as like an overdraft, kind of save, save yourself up a little bit. And then if you know you're going to go out on the Friday or know you're going to go out on the Saturday, that's when you can kind of spend your overdraft, if that makes sense. That's how I kind of put that across. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's just, just about damage control. I've tried to... <clears throat> sometimes it doesn't happen you can't fit the time in but you know if you know you've got something coming up right I'm going to go for an extra walk or I'm going to do this yes it might not completely wipe it out but it's going to help a bit towards it and so then and then when you're there then you feel a bit less guilty and can kind of enjoy it a bit more because you're not like oh god or you know and not that a lot of the time as well when you go out now there are healthier options that you can a lot of the time there is a healthy option there that you can eat um I'm kind of very much of a case of like like I went out for dinner last weekend so, and I was drinking, so then I had like a salad for dinner. It was a really nice salad actually. But the, so I was, I'm kind of like, I will choose one or the other because I know that, but even still with my drinking, you know, I have like, I did, I was on gin and slim light tonic, but I've just got such a sweet tooth, I can't do it. But I have like gin and like diet lemonade um, and that's a lot healthier than what I would have had before. So it's just about trying to think, you know, if there is a healthy option there, can I, can I incorporate it and still have a good time as well? And a lot of the time you can. Don't get me wrong, there's sometimes when you just want to go for it and fair play to you, you know, life's, life's for living. But a lot yeah. of the time, you know, if you have got a lot of social things in all the time and then you feel that pressure, you know, especially like coming out of lockdown and stuff, you think, oh God, I haven't seen these people for ages. And you're like, oh no, we're going out for dinner, but I went out for dinner, you know, this night and that night. And it's like, it was all too much. And then you start feeling really bad. So a lot of the time there are ways that you can kind of incorporate healthy things in and still kind of, stick on your plan plan as such and like I said if you've got a bit more of a flexible plan then it it does give you that that freedom to kind of be able to enjoy yourself a bit more than perhaps if you want something a lot stricter and you're like you know eating out your tupperware from your handbag chicken broccoli rice yeah yeah get your scales out at Nando's and weigh it no thanks (laughs) and and that's the thing as well like I, I said to one of my clients earlier today I said like you're you're here to enjoy it i said if if you do fuck it up then who cares like what you've done for the whole week one bad choice that you make is not going to make a difference if you if you've been spot on for seven days the last two weeks or whatever in the month don't worry about something that could or could not happen at the weekend so it's all about like like we try and put the balance into everything so if one bad thing happens forget about it and then and move on because we're, we're we're people at the end of the day not robots yeah, and I think that's definitely where mindset comes into it and that's where it's the key, you know, <clears throat> and I'm very much someone like that and I still struggle with it now, but, you know, if you, if your friend had told you, right, oh, I went out on the weekend and, you know, I had a McDonald's for lunch and then we ended up ordering a curry and, you know, she'd been on a diet, I'd be like, don't worry about it, it's fine, you know, and then, but if it was me, I'd be like, and even if it was like, I don't know, six, seven months into being really good and that was the first time I'd slipped up, I'd be like, that's it, you're useless, you're pathetic, you never stick on anything, you can never do it, you can't ever say no, and I'd be so horrible to myself. And then, whereas if it was someone else, I'd be like, it's fine, don't worry about it. And that's the thing, is if you you are going to slip up, like slip up, but sometimes it's not a slip up, sometimes it's just living your life and you can't crucify yourself for doing it. You know, you have to have a life and you have to be able to incorporate this around your everyday life. Um, and I think that is the difference, is if you say, yeah, I'll, I'll probably went for it. But if you can draw a line under it and say, well, yes, that was a bad day, but move on. 
like that's where it will make all the difference whereas before I'd be like oh that's it like I fucked it up so I'm not going to bother anymore where even if I had kind of seen a you know I had lost like a stone or something I'd be like oh that's it I fucked it up and then you just and then it's so easy and then you just go back into the old habits or even things like you know you go out for lunch and yeah, you were going to have that salad but then you ended up having whatever you had a burger instead and then you and then you know you think oh I did have this out the freezer ready for dinner like healthy meal and then you think oh fuck it I'm not going to eat that now I'm going to eat going to eat going to get takeaway because I've fucked the whole day up when actually if you think well no like that was a treat I enjoyed it let's carry on the rest of the day how I intended then it's not going to be so much of a blow so I think it's just really about your mindset and about giving yourself a break sometimes because I think we're all our own worst enemies and then when you start beating yourself up is then when you're you know if you can't give yourself a break then you're you're never going to succeed on this because it's not going to be a perfect journey and not going to do everything right the whole time and I think if you can get your head your mindset in the in the frame of mind to think it's not going to be perfect then that really helps as well because we all would never expect perfection from everyone else but yet we always expect it from ourselves your own worst enemy yeah Hmm. no yeah Yeah, that's that's spot on like and a lot of it is yeah self-sabotage and not allowing yourself to to make those decisions and I think yeah like what like what you said there like you've hit everything on the head I think with what people need to hear as well because so many people they they'll be harsh and they'll 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 be they'll be harsh on themselves but then to other people that oh yeah yeah, like as you said that's that's absolutely fine and people don't celebrate their wins enough I don't think no so, for, no, so what they have achieved people will keep oh I'll, I'll celebrate when I lose a stone I'll actually know I'll do it now when I get to two stone or three stone or four stone and then they never, they never celebrate what they have won so in the end it's just kind of they never feel they've achieved what they set out to in the first place because they've not set in place what what they're going to celebrate yeah 100% I'd say that's definitely one of my regrets is that I didn't um celebrate stuff enough but then for me like I'm not someone who has really any kind of hobbies or interests outside of eating and, drink- <laughs> eating and drinking so I'm like if I was going to celebrate something I'd be like well let's have something to eat and then I'm like that's not really that's not really the point Hattie like you're not helping yourself so I kind of didn't really ever have anything that I could be like oh yeah let's do this because I'd really enjoy it do you know what I mean like there's another bloke from uh, on the weight loss service that I'm with and we we talk on seminars and he's always like you know I wanted to do a bungee jump and I wanted to do this and I did you know put that in when I'd hit that and I'm like I literally couldn't think of anything <laughs> anything worse obviously it was too heavy to have ever done it before but I'm like I'm just so boring like, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just go walk around Tesco and not buy anything to eat when I <laughs> to celebrate there you go <laughs> go and have a look down at the, the uh, reduced style or something <laughs> yeah but um yeah, uh, no, perfect yeah, you should should celebrate it. And the non-scale victories are like the most I personally have found are like the, the best things ever um, outside of, you know, of course it's like amazing when you hit a stone milestone or whatever, but how your life changes off the back of the weight loss and the things that you can achieve or the things that you don't have to worry about because of your weight um, are like the, yeah, just the best, the best things ever that are, are much more, you, you gain much more from them in yourself. Um, that you know the non-scale victories and actually like the weight loss or getting into a different size or whatever it may be I was, I was going to say that so even like saying right well I can go and buy this top in this size now that's that's like a big big win for people and that, that's what people should do so I encourage the people that I work with when they start I tell them to go and buy something that is the size smaller down because that is going to be a win for them when they hit that so rather than focusing on that weight they might have been an extra large so say right go and buy a large shirt and then when you get that, that's your first win. 
And that, like people love that because they, they can see it in themselves. Whereas they may not see it in the mirror, but they'll see, well, look at, look at this difference between my clothes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I always say that, you know, it's like, even if you've got a, a top or a dress or whatever, it's been sat in your wardrobe for like five, 10 years and it's collecting dust. And then actually you finally fit into it. And yes, it's like, you're like, oh my God, this dress is hideous. Like it's so out of fashion. It's untrue. And I don't even like it anymore. And I'm never going to wear it out of the house. But actually, I'm going to sit in the house with this horrible dress on because I actually can. And I'm not going to burn it Because I can now, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, that's even if you don't want to wear it, like it's just such an amazing thing. And I think, yeah, you do. We're not very good at celebrating ourselves. But yeah, if it was someone else, we'd be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And sometimes you do have to kind of be your biggest cheerleader, I guess. I mean, I'm, you've I'm, got to be your own hero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been a right hypocrite. I'm used to said it. But yeah, everyone else do it. <laughs> right. Everyone listening back, check in on Hattie's Instagram and make sure that she is sharing her and celebrating because I know, I know you've done with a few of them obviously like with your pictures and stuff but that's what we need to do more of now then okay I'll be like Agreed. this one for you James <laughs> I look forward to it <laughs> right what I've got now is literally three things that people can take take away and kind of use for themselves so training nutrition lifestyle the top three things for each um so it might yes it could be like walking swimming whatever for that and then nutrition it'll be simple meals xyz uh lifestyle but i just want to go through three things so that when people listen back they can literally just take a note right these three things she's tried this is what i'm gonna try or attempt does that make yeah. sense yeah. just like literally three three words for each um and then anything you want to elaborate on there uh do you want to start with training yeah um I would say, I mean, I said it earlier, but I'd just definitely say, like, just find whatever works for you. And if you find exercise daunting, just move your body in whatever way it is. It doesn't always have to be something that's seen as exercise. Um, And I'd say little and often, as I said earlier, you know, if you can't fit in a big workout, even if you just do something, it's better than nothing. Um, So, yeah, don't beat yourself up if you don't always have time for it. Um, and yeah I just just I'd say just you it's kind of like a mindset thing but I'd say like you just you've got to give things a go and the once then when you when you do something like I said you know before I went to PT for the first time I was absolutely shitting myself and I was in a I cried when I first met Tammy my PT um because it was so out of my comfort zone and I think it's just getting yourself into the mindset that actually like you might not be an exercise person like, I'm still not an exercise person now but you can do anything that you want to do um and yeah just give things a try if it's not for you you had a go um and actually you might not enjoy it but when you start to see the results of it then you're like oh it's a bit, it's a bit of shit but I have lots of weight so I suppose I do feel thing. good yeah yeah so I wrote down there you don't know what you don't know so yeah if you, if you never try it you're never gonna know if you don't like it so get out there and just do it and try it yeah the fuck it what well, you know it, it's really what's hard. the worst that could happen apart yeah. from a bungee jump that could go wrong <laughs> yeah it could but um yeah it's, it is hard when you're you know especially from my point of view you know as someone who was so overweight um and it's really like you just feel embarrassed like moving your body like because you're so unfit like everything wiggles and jiggles you know and it's hard um but sometimes you just have to think I've just you know does it matter I'm not going to see these people again like let's just give it a try and actually I'm going to gain from it so much that sometimes you just got to be a bit brave and kind of put yourself out there um yeah um nutrition uh nutrition yeah um as I said 
I said earlier, but just keep it simple. I think, you know, it doesn't have to be this whole thing of, oh, you've got to have, you know, X amount of these different food groups or whatever it may be. Like, just just stick to, to simple. Um, I said earlier as well, like, listen to your taste buds and incorporate that into your, into your lifestyle. Um, just to making sure, as I said, that you're still eating foods that you enjoy, but in a healthy way, or even even if it's not necessarily in a healthy way, but maybe just less of it than what you were eating before and having that with, you know, um, salad or vegetables or whatever. Um, and I'd say... Keep simple taste buds. Kind of, it's nutrition, but I'd say be prepared. Um, as in like, just so you've always got healthy options available. Like I said, I have soup, so I've got like a food flask that keeps my soup hot for like five, six hours. Um, or just, you know, like I said, I, I make it up and do it in batches and freeze it in batches, get it out every three days, it's there ready for me. So, you know, taking that time to kind of be prepared, it really helps you in the long run. Um, so as much as not nutrition, but it is, because obviously it's hard to find the time to kind of cook everything from scratch all the time and then try and do exercise and stuff within your... Do you find that you batch a lot of stuff or is it mainly the soup? Or would you cook up other things and keep them in the fridge or...? Um, Mainly just, I'd say just the soup really. um, Because it's kind of like, you know, family meals and you just kind of cook something up for you know as you go kind of every day but I think as well it's just you know especially if you are you've got your fa- family or whatever is you can kind of incorporate that into into your lifestyle and do it for the family as well and you can still have tasty dinners or whatever um yeah so I'd say that um lifestyle what's changed I- in your lifestyle the most um I mean, when you were at your heaviest before, did you kind of shy away from seeing friends? Did or, or were you always kind of like centre of like your social group, or has has that changed, or what, what's happened there? Um, I'd say actually, I think it's just about being honest with the people that are around you, and you know, you you telling them that you need to prioritise this. You know, this was the first time that I'd ever really kind of spoken to my friends and family. Um, and then actually once I'd opened up to them about it and they were kind of aware that I was doing it, you know, they really tried to kind of incorporate that into our social gatherings. You know, it's just silly things like get together with the girls and we'd, you know, have like nibbles and stuff. And before we just have loads of shit and we'd have like, you know, veggie sticks and hummus or like try and have like healthy options and stuff or like some fruit and things like that. So that I was kind of still included in it all, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, I'd say... And I think it's just about learning as well that sometimes you can say no. Because I think, you know, you don't want to let anyone down. And you're like, oh, you know, they've been like, I really need to see them. I haven't seen them in ages. But actually, I'm really tired. Or I need to, you know, I need to batch cook my soup or I need to go out for a walk or whatever it may be. And it's just about learning that actually sometimes you can say no. Because if it was the other way around, you know, your friend was doing that and they were prioritising it. And you'd be like, oh, they're doing really well. Or, you know, that I know they really need to do this for them and their health. Then if they said, oh, do you know what, hats like, do you mind if I don't do this tonight? I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, honestly, don't worry about it. I'll see you another time. It's no big deal. Like, oh, you know, we'll go for a walk next time or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> so it's just about learning that actually sometimes it is okay to say no and that you are allowed to prioritise some of your time to you because it's not, you know, you don't, it's against our natural instincts, isn't it? Especially, like, like I said, if you're a mother, father, or I don't know, you care for your parents, whatever it may be, you're very career-driven, you know, you 
you feel like you're so you feel like you're spread so thin and you think oh I don't know how I'm gonna how I've got the time to do this when I've got to do this this and this for everyone and you're trying to be everything to everyone all the time but you can't pour from an empty cup and then what happens is you know you're giving your all to everyone and you just your reserves just get lower and lower and actually then sometimes and you think well if I say no to this this and this this time then actually like I'm a lot happier and confident in myself because I've prioritized this and I'm in a happier and healthier way which actually means that I can give back to people a lot more in the long run so if you're someone who finds it hard to kind of prioritize yourself I think it is just very much thinking about the fact that actually you have to make sure that you're in an all right place to be able to be the best support you can be to others and try and think about it in that way and think well if you find it hard to be like I need to do this for me try and think well actually I am doing it although I'm prioritizing me I'm doing it for them in the long run because I'm going to be the best you know support I can be to them in the long that's, run that's a really good point that you've brought out there actually so this is again yeah like, like you said you can't pour from an empty cup if you're bringing your best and, and you're putting yourself first you're going to bring your best energy to everyone else so like, like you said so previously when you were saying yes to everyone and you were kind of spreading yourself thin how was that how is that affecting you as your health and your kind of energy and your overall kind of hatting? Yeah, just, you know, I was just, my whole purpose in existence was just to be there for everyone else. Yeah. And <clears throat> because I felt so awful about myself. It was like my way to kind of, I guess, get like self gratification. Cause I was like, I felt so low myself. I was like, if I don't be there for people, then they won't appreciate. They me. won't be happy either. Yeah. Yeah, because what you know, why would they want anything to do with me? Because I'm this fat, useless mess, and I'm only you know they only want to be my friend because I'm actually like valuable to them because I'm bringing something to the table, if that makes sense. Whereas actually, like every every relationship you have in life is a two way street, and you know people aren't just your friend or you know spend time with you because you because you do something for them. I mean, some people are like that, you know, but they probably should sack them off. But um, you know that they. It, it is a two-way street and people you know people the people who are the good people in your life are going to want you to be happy and want you to be healthy and if they're kind of people struggle with change you know I struggle with changes in myself and people struggle with the changes in me and you know people come people come to accept a, a certain come ugh, people come <laughs> to accept no accept no People come to expect, that's the word, expect, expect yeah. sorry, got there in the end. People come to expect a certain thing from you. And if you then start to change, then they don't like it. You know, if you haven't got that time that you used to have for them or, you know, and then it just kind of maybe highlights how they're feeling towards themselves because actually it highlights that maybe they need to make some changes or they need to do something. And, you know, people do struggle with that. And I think sometimes then when you get a certain, certain point in a journey and then you start to maybe see that there's a bit of resentment there towards you from other people not because you're looking great or anything like that but just because you're you haven't got the time that you used to have or something like that um it can be quite difficult but you have to remember like that you have to focus on yourself sometimes and like you'd want the best for them and if they don't want the best for you back then why is that and actually you shouldn't stop doing it for someone who's not supporting you and doesn't want the best for you so it's a really hard way to think and it's against my natural instincts to think that way but you do have to try and put yourself first sometimes and I was at the point where if I hadn't put myself first for once, like I just, I was just crumbling before my eyes. Like, and I was it's just, yeah. that, you know, you have to, you have, you have to put yourself first sometimes. Otherwise you just wouldn't be in a good way at all. So. Um, and yeah. I, I think a lot of that comes back to like when you're, I think like when I was a kid, I was being told, right, don't be selfish. Like be like help other people, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
But then when you do, yeah, when you do that, as you said, too much, you, you've got nothing left. And like for me, uh, it must have been last year, I think. I always used to try and please everyone else, try and help everyone else. But then you just end up burning out. Then you're no good to anybody. Mm. And, and like what you said there, like the, peop- the people that understand that are the people that are going to be there for you anyway. Mm. The people that don't understand that, they're the ones that you can, you can sack off because they're not having your best interests at heart. They're only caring about what they want from you. Yeah, and actually, they're probably the people that were like draining your reserves uh, more than anyone, and they were probably the ones that were take, 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 and taking away from you rather than giving anything back. And so, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some people out there within your family or whatever, and you can't just be like, "See ya," like, won't be seeing you at Christmas. But um, <laughs> not getting a card. Yeah, um, but it's um, yeah, it's very hard. I think it's just about even if you can't necessarily just be like see you later but it's just about being like well no like this is what I'm doing and if if you don't like it you don't like it but it's hard it is very hard I'm not saying it's an easy thing um but you do have to kind of you do have to prioritize yourself sometimes to then give back to people in the long run yeah no spot on and and that's that's probably the thing that stands out the most because that I was kind of in that position sort of like last year as I said but um wow look at this I told you I waffle. <laughs> I've had to add in extra pages as well. And I think, um, yeah, I think I've gone over everything that I could ask. And is there is anything else that you think that I've missed or anything else that you'd like to share with anyone listening back? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just the case of just like, it's just remembering that you you can do anything that you want to do. You know, I'm someone who is like nearly at 25 stone, and I've managed to, you know, I couldn't have been heavier, I couldn't have been unfitter, I couldn't have been, you know, I couldn't have had more things against me. You know, my polycystic ovary syndrome, it affects my metabolism, which makes it difficult to lose weight. Um, you know, I've got a lot of things against me, but I've still managed to achieve what I have. And I haven't done it in a crazy way. And I've managed to incorporate it in my everyday life. So I just think, you know, sometimes you read these stories and you think, oh, they're too good to be true. And I always thought that when I read them, you know, you think, oh, they've been secretly living in a boot camp for 18 months and eat, only eating lettuce. Um, but actually it can be achieved and it is real. And I think <clears throat> just if you are to go through like a big body transformation is that you have to remember like it will, eventually it will change you as a person. And that's not always necessarily a bad thing. Like change is always going to happen. And if you can have a, an element of control over it to control the change to be a positive change rather than a negative change then that's really good um and just that you are going to have to change your mindset and how you think throughout this journey if you want to kind of keep evolving and keep changing um so yeah you have to kind of change yeah change as I said like my personality I've had to kind of almost not that it was my personality but you know it's part of my humor that I was lazy and that was part of my character and I've had to kind of take that out of my personality as such to be like you know that's not that's it's more important of me actually losing weight that's not helping you move forward yeah yeah than me being the jokester that's like oh look at Hattie she's so fucking lazy because she got taxi up a hill because her sandal broke (laughs) as much as it's quite funny but um yeah so you kind of have to think you know I do have to change and it is scary and and I've had to push myself to do so many things I've been absolutely terrified of so many times in this journey um but actually then once you start to do them and then they become the norm and then you're like I don't know why I was always so scared of this Um, it's no longer fear anymore is it so once the minute you take that leap 
and you think, right, this is going to be the, the, the scary bit. And once, once you've started it, that, that fear goes away straight away and you think, well, I'm all right. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah, I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it goes away. For me personally, I wouldn't say it goes away straight away and I still kind of struggle with it. Like even just things like when I first went swimming, um, you know, obviously, as I said, I was nearly 25 stone, you know, getting in the pool, you know, there's a lot of school children around, that kind of thing. You get comments, you get stuff. Um, and I've kind of had it where I've literally been swimming past people and people have kind of laughed and stuff and you like you literally don't want to turn back around in the lap and go back but you're like no like keep going and then you know it really upset me and then I'd be like oh I, don't, I really don't want to go back again and then you know so sometimes things can happen throughout it that are going to wobble you and knock your confidence or even in PT sometimes you know I think I'm doing really really well and then one week I just really struggle and I find it really hard and I've broken down I'm a PT and I'm like I can't do this anymore and she's like man up you wet wipe get over it but um you know, supportive so it, then yeah no she is that's if she's a babe but um no you um yeah you, you are it is going to be hard and it's yes it's like oh I'll do it for the one time and it's not just gonna be like oh, I'll do it for the one time I'm just gonna love it and I'm like woo, I love exercise we go every week you know and there are gonna be times when you're like yeah you, you have like a couple of weeks and you're really into it and then something happens and I don't know you get a cold and you're feeling a bit rough and then you get out of whack and then it's like it's starting all over again it's like new day you know first day of school again all over um but you just got to keep keep trying there is going to be things that are going to push you and test you um all the time but you can do it and just just give yourself a break like I said one week you went to all your fitness classes whatever it is I don't know and then the next week you know you just really struggled and you just felt like it was too much and you couldn't do it then that's okay like doesn't mean that you're not ever going to go again so it's just about just kind of giving yourself a break and just realizing that you're human and you know it, this isn't an easy thing losing a lot of weight or even the fitness side of things obviously as you get smaller and trying to transform your body it's it's harder and and also just your expectations as to obviously as you start to lose weight like of what you put into what you get out obviously has to keep continually changing you know you've got to put more in as the time goes on to get more out because you're not going to get the same results as you were at the start by doing the same amount of effort or eating the same amount you know you are going to have to change it over time and um, so I think it's just as well about continually thinking about that not not you know not all the time like you've got to change it overnight every day but as time goes on you are going to have to start thinking about right what little changes can I make what can I increase what can I decrease to kind of keep having the same results on the scales um each week so yeah yeah it's, it's like um like a never-ending kind of journey I think because there's always going to be something that you can improve on or change or uh or new things that you like you say that you want to try or that you want to try out so like this this is with my clients I kind of say well we're going to work together and, and we're going to plan out this journey so what you're going to where you're going to be in six months where you're going to be in 12 months where you're going to be in a couple of years time because there's always going to be like you said there's always going to be cogs turning and something will be changing their their priorities might change they want to might want to focus on something else they might want to focus more on their family their kids and they're not always going to be in that position to be like you said going to all their fitness classes every every week or they might be busy they might want to have a little bit of time off they might want to go out and try something different they might want to travel um so it's kind of just like a never-ending journey I think and like, like the journey that you've had in the last sort of was it 18, 18 months yeah 19 months yeah Not 19 months <laughs> yeah so I mean that's just kind of almost the beginning to kind of where you're going to be going the future I think yeah and I think you know when then when you've lost a substantial amount of weight I mean obviously I'm still actively trying to lose but it's now is I think it's not that not that it's been easy to lose seven and a half stone but it's like you know you're so focused and driven on it and then now when you then start to get to that point where I mean I am still overweight so I've still got weight I could lose but you know I'm uh, I've 
succeeded far you know my expectations I ever ever had in myself so anything now I feel is like a bonus because I'm a lot you know I'm never going to be a stick thin girl and I'm a lot healthier now than I used to be um but obviously any anything I do is is a bonus but then it's as you said it's about how do I kind of move forward in my everyday life and incorporate kind of everything that I've learned and make sure that I don't slip back into bad habits but then also be able to kind of be in a position where you can kind of live your life and enjoy it a bit more without being so kind of restricted or regimented um which I think then is the is the hardest part of getting that that's right um so it's always as you said it's always an, an ongoing thing and as you said like with a diet or whatever it's it is is for life it's it's cringy it's sanction everyone's like it's not a diet it's a lifestyle change like you know, whatever but like it actually is like it is about your lifestyle and how how can you live your life and um you know like like I said I went out for dinner on the weekend I had salad but I had some drinks you know I've had the old bit of chocolate this week I'm not gonna lie like nothing major but I was thinking I'll oh, step on the scales today I put on like four ounces but I mean that's nothing so it's like nothing, you can yeah. you can you know you can sometimes let yourself go a bit and and kind of keep maintaining as such as well and I think sometimes work just remember if you don't have a, a week where you look you lose but like I said if you have been out and done this and this but actually you've maintained like that's a really big achievement as well in itself or sometimes you know for whatever reason you haven't been able to go out and exercise or do that this that and the other like sometimes just maintaining in a week is a big achievement as well which isn't something to kind of chuck away yeah because yeah, you're still, you're still moving forward yeah and I think as well as with just things like people are like oh I've only lost a pound and I'm like but a pound is an amazing thing. It's and, an know, achievement, pounds, yeah. Yeah, and all these pounds add up those 14 pounds, like you've lost a stone and then you've lost, you know, and every single pound that I've lost in this 11 and a half stone, like no pound, not one pound has been more important than another pound because they've all got me to the same place. And so yeah. I've got to chip away at it. And I did a post the other day, I said about how there's like a, a picture of me in a dress from December and then a picture in a dress of me now. And I've only lost, two stone which I'm like oh that's not very much weight but actually when you work it out I've worked it works out that I've lost just over a pound a week for in between those two pictures and I'm like but that is oh yeah of course yeah we've come up to half a year haven't we yes and like that's that's actually a really big loss like that to lose that content you know consistently week in week out whereas people would be like kind of almost dismiss it and be like oh it's not very good it's not good enough and and then you're like I've only lost two stone in six months but I'm like but and as well, obviously, as you're smaller, like the difference between me and those two, you know, from two it's a big, bigger change, yeah, big yeah. difference. Um, so I think it's just about kind of actually realizing that pound, you know, or even if it's half a pound, whatever it is, like it's all chipping away. To get it's to all going in the right direction, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think sometimes people are a bit, as you said, and it's like that patience thing, isn't it? But it's actually just realizing that that is a big achievement in itself. Like it's not something to be sniffed at losing like a pound a week or whatever you know that's a really good achievement and a steady loss so yeah I think I'm no, amazing off a dog too, uh, no I'm just, I'm just I'm just reading back through on, on our on the screen here like everything that we've kind of covered and stuff and I think people are going to take sort of like massive takeaways as well like even if it's just one or two things that they can kind of learn from and kind of like your mindset and kind of where you were um and I know a lot of people out there listening will relate back to kind of like how, how you were as a child and things like that and like the bully and the confidence um and all of yeah I mean all of like your before and afters the weight loss the lack of doing pretty much everything before like any movement that kind of stuff yeah your taxi up the hill I'm not sure many people relate to that with the sandal but maybe there's one or two you haven't um, just yeah. do it 
I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put that as the title of this. <laughs> I got a taxi up the hill because I lost my shoe. Um, and then yeah, I mean it's it's massive. And and even just the simple things like too many people overcomplicate their food. So you've kind of said right, it's it's like this. It's nice and simple. And that's for a lot of people to kind of replicate. I think was going to be pretty cool to do. And that, even just the swaps. Um, and then just the three things from like training, nutrition, and lifestyle. And the support that you've kind of had along the way, like you said, your family supported you, your friends supported you. And a lot of people don't reach out to their friends and mm -hmm. tell them that they want the help, but that's what the friends are there for. Yeah. So your friends will, will support you. And a lot of people, like, I work with a lot of guys and they don't tell their mates how they feel, Yeah. which is a big thing, which I encourage them to go and tell them. So the fact that you went and did that anyway, that's obviously a big, big achievement there. And what was the last thing on here? Um, yeah, prioritise you. And, and that's another big thing that I've kind of pushed with what, what I do as well. So I think, yeah, I mean, it's been amazing having you kind of share your journey, I think. And yeah, for anyone listening back, I'm going to I'm going to post this everywhere. So I'll stick it on Instagram when it eventually unblocks me, um, Facebook, and then obviously the, the podcast link as well. I'll try and get this done up in the next couple of days. In fact, what I'll do is I'll stop the recording now. And then I'll just have a quick chat with you. Uh,